Welcome to the Write Something Worthy podcast, where we teach emerging authors how to ditch the fear, confusion, and overwhelm of writing a bestseller-worthy non-fiction book. And now, your host, Tonya Brockett. Greetings, worthy writers. Today, I want to talk to you about how publishing is monumental. Publishing is monumental. I was talking yesterday to my husband, who happens to be a land surveyor, and he was talking about how the impact of what a land surveyor does has import for hundreds of years to come. When they set a monument, a boundary corner, a stone and iron for a property, that has monumental impact for years to come. And yeah, it was so funny. I was thinking how uh, when we were at a restaurant recently, they had a placemat that talked about how many presidents that we have had in the United States of America that have come from the state of Virginia, which is where we live. The first, well, let's see, they say the four of the first five presidents were from Virginia. All told, there are probably about eight presidents that came from Virginia. And a significant number of them were land surveyors. So of the eight who came from Virginia, let's see if I can um, name them. The first, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, William Henry Harrison, John Tyler, Zachary Taylor, and Woodrow Wilson. It is so interesting to note that uh, George Washington was the, uh, you know, Commission County Surveyor of Culpeper County, which is just down the road from us. And Thomas Jefferson was the Commissioned Surveyor for Albemarle County, which is where we live right now. Monticello is just a few miles away from me historic landmark. I know I've been at conferences in the past where, you know, they ask you to stand up, introduce yourself and say where you're from and so forth. And I would stand up and say, you know, Tanya Brockett, I'm uh, your host, ghost and coach from Virginia, the land of dead presidents. We've had so many presidents here and we have the uh, historic monuments of those presidents here in our uh, counties. So we've got Monticello here for Thomas Jefferson. We've got, um, we've got, oh, we've got Ashland Highlands and all these other places that are here representing and being a monument for those dead presidents. So it was just, um, it was just funny. And then of course the thoughts go on that Mount Rushmore is uh, said to be, you know, three 
surveyors and another guy, right? <laughs> We've got George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Abraham Lincoln as surveyors. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt uh, inspired some surveying, but he wasn't a surveyor himself. But anyway, it's interesting how important the work of a surveyor is. They should be paid many times more than what they are given the import of their work. Boundary disputes are settled by surveyors. Um, you know, the property you own is established by surveyors. The property you pass down in your family for years and generations and generations are established by surveyors and the monuments they set. So then I thought, well, what does that have to do with publishing or writing something worthy? And the reality is our publishing is monumental. Think about it. When you publish a book, your words become eternal. They are out there for the entire world to see in perpetuity. So, my friends, that means you truly need to write something worthy. Do you really want to be dug up literal, <laughs> literally, right, and um, have your book found hundreds of years from now and have it spewing ridiculous falsehoods or uh, being so poorly organized and represented or presented uh, or have it be a poor representation of you? No, I, I, I honestly don't think you do. Now, you may say, well, I don't care. I'm just trying to make some money and throw some books up on Amazon so I can make a buck. Well, you know, that's fine. Making money is all fine and good, and I am absolutely here for that. But if you do that at the, you know, expense of your reputation, your, at the expense of your credibility, and at the expense of what you know to be true, then that's when I think it becomes a problem. Because even if you were to put your book up on Amazon and then you decide, nope, I'm going to take that down. That wasn't as good as it should be. Too late. It's up there forever. Somebody may have acquired that first copy of that first draft of your book that you shouldn't have put up there yet because it wasn't a quality product. Somebody has that. And once it's downloaded once, that's it. There's no take backs. And quite frankly, one issue that a lot of people have with Amazon is that they can't take down their book. They can't get rid of it. And so your book is out there in all of its horrible glory if it's, you know, full of errors, if it's full of, um, you know, 
falsehoods, if it has not been fact-checked, if it has not been um, verified or polished by professionals, it's there. Sorry. You've created your monument. And the thing is, like with surveyors, when they set a monument, it has to be on point, literally, right? And how it's presented, how it is set matters. It, and it reflects on the credi- credibility and the professionalism of the surveyor for years and years to come. If a surveyor later uh, goes to do a survey on a property, let's say, that hasn't been looked at for 100 years or there's been no change in ownership, so therefore nobody has bothered to do a survey on that property. The new surveyor will take a look back at the existing surveys for the property so that they can then work from there to establish the boundaries or the, you know, the existing boundaries so that they can subdivide the property. Well, if they look back and that previous surveyor had some issues with their setting of irons or their placement of monuments, then the validity of that survey is in question and it could create problems because then, you know, there could be boundary issues, right? So what that survey did and how well they did their work matters. The same is true for you, the author. How well you present your work matters. And if you're working in nonfiction where the truth matters, you need to write to your true north. You need, you need to present the best that you can at your current level of understanding so that when people look back years from now at your work, they will see credibility. They will be able to respect your words and your opinion at that time. So that's one of the reasons why I think publishing is monumental. What you write matters. Absorb that for a hot minute while we get a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Conscious Book Coaching. Imagine being free to express and lock in your book publishing goals and desires, release your fears, confusion, and overwhelm about writing and publishing your book, learn the writing, editing, and publishing process that best suits your goals, budget, plan out, and marshal the resources to be successful on your publishing journey, have constant, positive support for your publishing goals no matter what you face at home or at work, and leave each interaction feeling informed and refreshed with positive, clear energy. All of this can be yours with private, one-on-one conscious book coaching at Halogen Inc. Book your bundle at tonyaloves.me forward slash CBC today. Now let's step into how you present what you write and why that matters. One of the things that I've talked about in blog posts in the past and so forth, and, you know, in uh, conversations with 
a lot of authors who are, especially independent authors, those who want to write independently, so they're going to be publishing their own work in some way or another, either through someone who can help them or they'll be doing it themselves. Front matter and back matter matters. <laughs> the stuff that is in front of your content in a book and the stuff that follows the content in your book matters. It has a particular order and flow that should be apparent in your book when you publish. And if it is not, then it's going to be representative of you. Why do you have a uh, forward right next to chapter one when you've got a table of contents and acknowledgements and dedications as well? The order of how you present your information matters. And if you want to know what that order is, one, you can always ask me, but two, just go to the source. The source that we use to determine the order and structure and format of an industry standard publication is the Chicago Manual of Style, currently in the 17th edition. Chicago is the primary source that we use as our industry standard when we are helping our authors to put together their manuscripts for publication. Chicago sets the styles. It helps you to determine what flows first, what flows next, what comes after that, what appears where, because some things don't appear on the table of contents just because they're in the book. So all of those things matter when you're producing a quality book that lives to industry standards and looks just as good as any book published by the big houses in New York. If you produce your independently published book to the industry standards that the big guys, quote unquote, use, then no one will be able to look at your book at a glance and say, ah, psh, that was clearly self-published. Because if you follow the standards and you set your points according to those standards, then you'll have just as quality work as anybody else. You'll have just a quality book that looks no different than the next New York Times bestseller. But you have to be the one to demand quality standards. It certainly helps when you have a book coach who can help you to identify, one, resources to produce the book in the first place, but two, that can help you to make sure that it's living up to standards by doing a review of the manuscript. If somebody else is doing it, for example, if I have a client who is about to publish, and I've had this happen, I've had a client who was about to publish a book and they said, oh, Tanya, can you just take a look at this? This is what the publisher is asking me to sign off on and return to them. Let me tell you, I looked at that book and I thought, there is no way that I will allow you 
to go out there looking like this. This is what they gave to you? You're supposed to sign off on this? I don't think so. Not only did I need to make a correction on the cover of the book, I mean, start from the very beginning, right? <laughs> you do judge a book by its cover. It needs to be accurate. But not only did I have to adjust information on the cover, but everything in between the covers, <laughs> the front matter, the back matter, wasn't in the proper industry format or order. And then the content of the chapters themselves uh, broke my heart to look at it. So I asked my client, please, 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 may I make the recommended changes that need to be made in order to make this a publishable work? And she's like, oh my gosh, please. Her resulting manuscript, her resulting book was so much better and looked just as good as any quality manuscript coming out of New York by the time we were finished. But just think, if she had gone out there without that review from somebody who knows, without a review from an industry professional, she would have gone out there looking like a fool. I don't want that for any author. I, I just, I don't want that for any author. And if I can help you to not do that, if I can help you to make your publishing monumental, if I can help you to keep from looking like an amateur when you're trying to be a professional presenting their best work, if you're trying to show yourself as a thought leader and you're producing something that is substandard, do you not realize that that's going to diminish your credibility? I don't want you doing that. So one, one of the reasons I work so hard for my clients is so that I can make them look just as good as any New York Times bestseller out there. Help them to produce a book that is high quality and bestseller worthy. So... The next time you think about just tossing some book out there, oh, I just have this book idea, let me just throw some words together, or let me just do a recording and I'll transcribe it and throw it up there. No, please do not do that to yourself. Do not do that to yourself. Put your book, every book you write, through the rigorous standards that are required of a published work because everything you put out there is representative of you. And if you don't want to look like a fool, you don't want to look like an amateur, you don't want to look like somebody who let their eighth grade daughter produce something in the kitchen of your house, then <laughs> make sure your work is reviewed by a professional. At a minimum, have it reviewed by a professional. Now, never mind, each step of your publishing process should be performed by a professional, but at a minimum, let somebody who knows the industry standards, knows where things go, know how things should appear, know what shows as quality and professional work in the publishing field, at least have somebody look at it so that you can make 
the glaring corrections that need to be dealt with before you put your name out there for the next hundred years. You may never, as a published author, end up on Mount Rushmore, right? <laughs> You're not going to be the George Washington, the land surveyor of America on Mount Westmore because you published something. But what you write matters. The impact you want to make, you want it to be a positive one. You want it to be a good one. We all know that errors do make an impact and it's never a good one, right? So you don't want your manuscript to be riddled with errors. You don't want it to look like something that your child produced. You want it to be professional and worthy of you because publishing is monumental. All right. I'll get off my soapbox now. And I'd like to move in to our abundant author affirmation. All of the books I publish are monumental. All of the books I publish are monumental. And with that, we are complete. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Write Something Worthy podcast. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Write Something Worthy podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or email us your feedback at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com and we'll catch you next Word Worthy Wednesday.